Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. In our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You're getting a clear-eyed look at what it's like under American Marxism, ladies and gentlemen. From inflation to hundreds of billions of dollars ripped off by foreign criminals working for foreign governments. Open borders with MS-13 and other criminals and hoodlums coming into this country. You're getting a, a clear-eyed view of what it's like. Where we partner with Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran, we kowtow to Russia, we kowtow to China. We turn on our allies, like Israel. They condemn anybody who stands up to them as a white supremacist, even people who aren't white. Climate change in order to destroy our economic system. Critical race theory in order to destroy our diversity in this country. That's what it's like under American Marxism and worse. And there's a lot to talk about this evening, folks. What's going on in the Democrat Party? The Jew-hating anti-Semites, the Stooges, Omar, Ayach, Talib, Bush, Presley, and more. The Democrat Party is a huge problem. A huge problem. The Democrat Party is breeding American-hating, Jew-hating Marxists. And their numbers are growing. And the best that Democrat leadership can do, such as it is, Pelosi and Hoyer and the rest of the reprobates, is to put out ambiguous comments. Ambiguous comments about Ilion Omar. And yet more of her anti-Semitic Jew-hating comments. And it's not just about Jews in Israel. It's about her own country, America. We're like the Taliban? We're like Hamas? Is this serious? This is a member of Congress? Nobody forced 
Ilhan Omar and her family to come to the United States, but they did. What were they fleeing? They were fleeing terrorism in a Muslim country. And they came to this country. Marty, cut it out. Marty's angry too, you see. Anyway, you get the point, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I upset my dog. He's sick and tired of uh, Omar as well. Meanwhile, they circle the wagons around Omar, do the other reprobates, miscreants, and malcontents. They circle the wagons around a bigot, around a racist, because they're bigots and racists too. And they say, oh, people of color, women, Muslims don't have the right to free speech. Which country are they talking about? Every single Muslim country on the face of the earth? And by the way, haven't they learned? We don't use the word women anymore. It's a birthing person. That's what they are. Birthing people. You don't see this in the Republican Party. The best efforts. The best efforts of the party of slavery. The best efforts of the party of segregation. The best efforts of the party of Jim Crow. To try and turn conservatives and Republicans into something they're not. Jim Crow, they say. They're the experts on Jim Crow. This has nothing to do with Jim Crow. Meanwhile, Joe Biden says nothing. Kamala Harris says nothing. Chuck Schumer, Jewish from New York, says nothing. He's so frightened of AOC and so power hungry he wants to hold on to his position. He fears a primary challenge from that anti-Semite. Meanwhile, not one of these birthing people of color, not one of these birthing people of the Muslim faith will come onto this program and debate me. Not one of them. Because I believe in free speech. Mr. Producer, go back and ask each and every one of them if they come on the program next Monday. Especially Talib, who's the biggest coward of the bunch. The biggest coward of the bunch. I'd love to debate Talib. You out there, Talib? Or Omar? But they're frauds and they're phonies and they're fakes. That's exactly what they are. And where are the media? The media treat this like a baseball game. Who's up and who's down? Where's Chuck Todd? Another fraud. Where's George Stephanopoulos? Always a fraud. Where are these networks? Where are these kooks? Nowhere. How about fake Jake Tapper? D. Lemon? Fredo Cuomo? Any other reprobates on CNN and MSNBC? Where are they? They're nowhere. Because they're scared. Because they... They're cowards. Unbelievable. The Democrat Party. Pushing insanity at every level. Meanwhile, an outrageous, horrific story. $400 billion of our tax dollars. $400 billion of our tax dollars. Have been stolen have been funneled out of the country by criminals to our enemies. $400 billion. And I sit here, to be honest, paying millions of dollars of federal income taxes and state income taxes. I'm still waiting for my rebate. I have to hear lectures from the Democrats about how we don't pay enough money, how we need to strengthen the Internal Revenue Service so they have more agents to harass you and me. They just need a bigger budget. They need more power. And this government pisses away $400 billion. And nobody, 
Nobody will be held to account. Not a single person. This from the Washington Examiner, Lawrence Richard. Unemployment benefits handed out by the federal government over this past year may have been largely stolen by criminals. As much as half of the coronavirus-related stimulus aid intended for people in the United States never reached them, according to some new estimates. Instead, it was pocketed by crime syndicates who mostly took the money and fled the country. Blake Hall, the CEO of ID.me, a verification service that often prevents this type of fraud, told Axios that more than $400 billion of USAID was lost to fraudulent claims. Haywood Talcov, the CEO of LexisNexis Risk Solutions, a company that provides, hold on, turning the page, predictive insights and fraud prevention, said most of those stolen funds, at least 70%, were then sent to criminal networks in other countries, including China, Nigeria, and Russia. Over the past year, the Trump and Biden administrations have signed off on aid packages to bolster depleting state unemployment insurance. The aid was supposed to help people withstand the pandemic and so forth. But a combination of criminal strategies, either by falsely claiming to need aid or stealing the identity of someone who needs it, resulted in states approving unemployment aid to the wrong people. Now look here. You cannot spend this kind of money, trillions and trillions of dollars, through the incompetent bureaucrats up and down the chain, from the feds to the states to the localities, without us getting ripped off. $400 billion. For the American Marxists, this is no big deal. Money doesn't even matter. It's just currency. It's just paper. It's just coin. Who cares? Or to quote the anti-Semite, Omar, it's just Benjamins. Big, big government. Big, fat, bloated, stupid government. Redistribution of wealth. Redistribution of wealth. Class warfare. Higher taxes. Steal money from hardworking Americans, from successful Americans. Steal money from private business, small, medium, or large. Steal it, and then claim to have noble and righteous purposes. Nobody will be held to account for $400 billion. That's almost half a trillion dollars. That was stolen from us, you and me. Never to return. And worse yet, it funds communist China, fascistic Russia, and third world Nigeria. They are laughing at us all the way to the bank. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Joe Biden's going all through Europe. Talking about the gravest danger we face is climate change. The gravest danger we face is white supremacy from the whitest man ever to be president of the United States, from a segregationist early in his Senate career. Now all of a sudden he's uh, Mahatma Gandhi. It's a lie. It's a lie. They change our language. Women are now birthing people. How do you like that, women? You're a birthing person. No more, no less. No better, no worse. That's progress, isn't it? And transgenderism, 11-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 13-year-olds, that's the new civil rights movement right there. And if you don't agree, you must be a white supremacist. You want to know why things don't change in our inner cities? Why crime gets worse? Why poverty gets worse? 
while the schools suck. You want to know why? Because nothing changes. Nothing changes because of the demagogues and the ideologues. Look at this, white supremacy. What the hell does that have to do with good schools in the inner cities? Nothing. But the Democrats are wedded to power. I don't care if they come out of these communities or other communities. They don't give a damn about these people. Neither does Black Lives Matter. Where is Black Lives Matter in the inner city today? They are nowhere. Unless there's riots to overthrow the government. Why? Because it's not a black-based improvement organization. It is a Marxist anarchist organization. How do I know? Because they said so. That's how I know. I'm just getting started. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things, along with Hillsdale College professors, right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Meanwhile, inflation up 5%. A massive jump in inflation. Not only are we spending ourselves into a depression, spending ourselves into impoverishment, so average people out there are going to see their paychecks decline while their buying power declines because prices are going to go up, and they already are all across the board. Massive deficit spending like we've never seen in American history. And we're meeting a lot of those, or superseding a lot of those records, aren't we? From milk to cars, here's where inflation is hitting Americans. New York Post. Due to inflation, Americans can expect to spend 5% more for goods and services this year. Americans hungry to return to their pre-pandemic habits had better be prepared to pay top dollar across the board. Americans can expect to shell out 5% more for goods and services than they would have a year ago. The fastest rise in prices the U.S. has seen since the summer of 2008. And there's no sign of inflation slowing, with prices rising almost 1% just from April to May. And what are the Democrats saying? It's temporary. How the hell do they know it's temporary? Since when is inflation temporary? The white-hot inflation is coming right as people and businesses across the country. Emerging from the pandemic, ready to spend and return to their old habits. Some of the rapid rise in costs seen now is being driven by wonky comparisons to the same time a year ago, when the pandemic gutted the economy and sent prices to the floor. But other factors, including supply chain constructs, shortages, and a labor crunch, are all creating the perfect storm for higher prices. 
Now, here's where it's hitting Americans' wallets the most. Food prices rose almost half a percent month to month, and they're up now 2.2% compared with the same month a year ago. Bacon was among the main culprits, with prices up 1.7% to the month prior and up a whopping 13% compared with a year ago. Americans on average can expect to shell out $6.35 for a pound. Milk prices also climbed in May, up 1.7% from April. That's just one month. 4.6% from a year ago. A gallon of whole milk will cost shoppers about three and a half bucks, as opposed to $3.21 a year ago. Prices for fruits and vegetables rose 0.2% from a month ago, 2.9% over the prior 12 months. Citrus fruits especially are hurting wallets, 2.8% more expensive in May than in April. One month. Multiply that by 10. A pound of oranges, for example, cost shoppers $1.32 in May, $1.20 a year ago. Utilities. Fuel is where the country saw some of the biggest increases in prices, of course. The Keystone XL pipeline, the company that runs it, just shut it down for good. So we're done. The price of gas rose 4.2% in one month from April to May. And it's now up 56.2% from a year ago. A gallon of unleaded regular gasoline will run Americans $2.97, up from $1.88 a year ago. That's the highest since 2014, according to the Labor Department. Cars, the price increase of cars and rentals was among the main drivers of the overall surge in prices last month, the data shows. The price of new vehicles ticked just 1.5% higher from a month prior. And now stands 3.3% higher than it did a year ago. Well, 3.3% on an automobile is not chicken change. Used cars and trucks saw the real price hike, 6.5% from April, and a striking 29.7% from a year ago. Lumber, plastic, steel, aluminum, everything. Just in the last 60 days. I wonder why, ladies and gentlemen. And what does Biden do in the middle of this? He has a $6 trillion budget proposal on top of another $5 trillion or so dollars he's already proposed and a big chunk of which he's already spent. This man is insane. This man has made every wrong decision. Domestic, foreign policy, economically, financially, socially. He is a one-man wrecking ball. And I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. 
We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. And it's an amazing thing how the media are now describing the, the dispute between the anti-Semite Marxists, uh, that would be the birthing people uh, on the hard left in the Democrat Party, and Jews and Jewish members. Now it seems to me, if you're an anti-Semite and you're a Marxist and you hate our country, it's more than them against the Jews. It's them against all of us. Now let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden likes to talk about white supremacy, it's out there and so forth. How about neo-Nazism? Who sounds like the neo-Nazis today? I said who sounds like the neo-Nazis today? Talib, Omar, Bush, Presley, AOC. They sound like the neo-Nazis. When will we have enough guts to say it? Instead of concocting an entire nation of white supremacists, when we know that's a lie, for God's sakes. Our immigration system is totally broken in more than one way. The idea that we have recent immigrants that hate this country, that get elected to Congress, trash the institution they're in, trash other people in this country, are really quite clearly Marxists, that they believe they're leading a counter-revolution from within an American institution. How does this happen? That they are able to use the Constitution and free speech and liberty to try to destroy the Constitution, free speech and liberty. AOC, a nitwit extraordinaire, got angry with Kamala Harris because Kamala Harris... Weak as it was, and Guatemala said, don't come, don't come to the United States. AOC said, how dare she say that? How dare she say that? So we have a fifth column. You can Google it. Fifth column right here in the halls of Congress. They talk about an insurrection. There is an insurrection. It's an ongoing insurrection right there within the halls of Congress. And it's led by people like Omar and Talib. And AOC and the other reprobates. Yes. There's an insurrection, all right. An ongoing insurrection. What do you think happened all summer last year? With riots and looting and arson. What do you think happened all summer? A hundred nights in a row. An attack on a federal courthouse in Portland. With Molotov cocktails and other weapons. Insurrection, no? Nancy Pelosi called the brave federal officers trying to protect that federal courthouse stormtroopers. You want to know who the stormtroopers are? AOC, Talib, Omar, there's your stormtroopers. Not the brave men and women in uniform who are trying to protect this country. We had waves and waves of attack against the White House last summer. May 29, May 30, June 1, 
49 United States Park Police injured. Over 50 Secret Service injured. They had to bring in special fencing. The most historic church right there on Lafayette Park, St. John's Church, almost burned to the ground. And by the way, what the media have not told you is block after block after block was destroyed around the White House. The president and his family had to be brought to the nuclear bunker because of the threats from the massive crowds that were forming. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and other groups. There's your insurrection right there. And who do they blame? They blame the president, Donald Trump. And now that's been proven to be an utter and complete lie. How dare you use rubber bullets and tear gas against violent anarchists? There he was, the great General Mattis. Great, I don't know why. Why, was he Patton? Was he Marshall? Was he Eisenhower? Oh, the great General Mattis. Putting out statements that the morons in the media couldn't chew up and spit out fast enough about this president misusing the military when he hadn't even used the military. The country's falling apart. Because these people are in charge. And they're trying to enshrine their, their ideology by destroying our electoral system. That's what HR1 and S1 are all about. So they can have power forevermore. Till the end of this country. Which they'll bring faster than would normally come. Power for what? Power to destroy our sovereignty? Power to destroy our economy? Power to brainwash our children? Power for what? No. There's still tens of millions of us. And we are going to resist. We are the resistance. We are the counter-revolution to the counter-revolution. But unlike them, we don't believe in violence. It's a funny thing. We believe in the Second Amendment. We believe in the right to protect yourself. But we don't believe in violence. They do. They do. And we have a useless FBI director, this Christopher Ray. I don't even know how the hell he wound up at the FBI. I don't even know how he has a law license. As he talks and wiggles in his chair and, and yammers into his shoulder, it's just a grotesque display of incompetence. Now let's listen to somebody who actually grew up in a horrific genocidal Marxist regime. And here she is, of all places, the Loudoun County School Board meeting. Barack Obama said, what's the big problem with critical race theory? Well, he wouldn't find a problem with critical race theory. Because he, he likes American Marxism. Here is Xi Van Fleet. A mother who grew up in Mao's China. What a paradise, Mao's China. 60 million Chinese murdered. The great leap forward. The great march. Cut one, go. I've been very alarmed about what's going on in our school. You are now teaching, training our children to be social justice warriors and to loathe our country and our history. Uh, growing up in Mao's China... All I guess she's a white supremacist too, right, Mr. Producer? I guess Xi Van Fleet, just dismiss her as a colonialized white supremacist. Let's start from the top again. Go ahead, please. I've been very alarmed about what's going on in our school. You are now teaching, training our children to be social justice warriors and to loathe our country and our history. 
uh, growing up in Mao's China, all this seemed very familiar. The uh, communist regime used the same critical theory to divide people. The only difference is they use class instead of race. During the Cultural Revolution, I witnessed students and teachers again turn against each other. We changed school names to be politically correct. Um, we were taught to denounce our heritage. The Red Guards destroy anything that is not communist. Old uh, statues, books, and anything else. We are also encouraged to report on each other, just like the uh, Student Equity Ambassador Program and the Bias Reporting System. This is indeed the American version of the Chinese Communist, the Chinese Cultural Revolution. The critical race theory has its roots in cultural Marxism. It should have no place in our schools. As we continue that hero, as we continue to educate as many Americans as we can about all these subjects, including Marxism, critical race theory, People are becoming outspoken. Americans are courageous. We are uniting. We're calling Marxism Marxism. We're learning about critical race theory, and we're going to learn about a whole lot more. American Marxism, that's what we're confronting. That's what we must call it. We cannot allow the Democrats to dress up their ideology. We cannot allow, more particularly, the Marxists to dress up their ideology in race, in climate, in social activism, in transgenderism. No, they don't get to define the narrative. And we need to speak the truth and we need to use real language to identify real people, real ideologies, and real events. That's what we must do. And we have our work cut out for us in a big way. But we will do this together, you, me, others. We will do this together. That's why I wrote this book, American Marxism. Now, I'm not even supposed to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because I've been kind of waved off. We now have over 130,000 pre-orders for this book. Most of which are hardcover, but also e-books and audio. 130,000. Over 130,000. You... We are an army of patriots. We are red-blooded Americans. We don't give a damn what your skin color is, or your ancestry, or your heritage. And we are going to put our little differences aside, our little foibles aside, because we have a country to save. Okay, save for our children and our grandchildren. We have ideologies to defeat after we expose them and comprehend them. There is much to do. And no time to waste. I hope you'll jump in and get your pre-order copy of American Marxism with the other 130,000 people so far who've done the same thing. I am telling you, I know I will come under vicious attack. I don't care. I'll defend myself. I am telling you that today is our moment. Each generation has a moment to stand up and defend this nation. Each generation has a moment to do it. This is our time and this is our place. Right now. We can't run from it. We can't pretend it's not happening. It's happening. It is happening and it's happening faster than anybody thought it ever would. And so now, they've awakened a massive, silent majority that shall not be silent anymore. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Somebody just pointed out to me that on Amazon, the top 100 books, there's first is a cookbook, second is American Marxism, third is a cookbook, and there's a whole slew of cookbooks that came out this week. Is there something going on that I'm missing, Mr. Producer? Wow. Well, I think we can overcome the cookbook with the, uh, with the vanguard of uh, patriots here. And um, it's really important that this book not only be read by you, but be read by others. That doesn't mean you have to buy a ton of books. I'm just saying, pass it on. We have to distribute these ideas. You know, I'm not Thomas Paine, but remember Thomas Paine. Remember how his pamphlets, The American Crisis, and not just The American Crisis, they were discussed everywhere, in pubs, in restaurants, in homes. Word of mouth. This is what we want to this is what we want to do. Neighborhood to neighborhood, street to street, office to office, trucker to trucker. This is what we want to do on construction sites, on loading docks. We want to have these chats. We want to have these discussions. There's nothing they can do. Because our numbers are so big if we choose to push back. I'm getting too far ahead. But I'm getting angry and I'm getting excited. Because I've had enough. When they destroy this country, they destroy this country for African Americans, for Latin Americans, for Asian Americans, for Jewish and Muslim and Christian Americans, and yes, for white Americans too. They're destroying this nation, this nation of liberty and opportunity, of unalienable rights for everybody. They are Marxists. How do Marxists treat their own people in China? How do Marxists treat their own people in Cuba? Not very well. So they divide us in order to conquer us, and then they demand unity by the iron fist. We've seen it over and over and over again. And it's in play in our own country. And the Democrat Party is the useful idiot foil through which they operate. With a low IQ over his head moron in the Oval Office. And his vice president as well. 
Man, oh, Manischewitz, we got a lot more to cover, and I want to move down to the border. No, not physically. In the next hour, we're going to take a closer look at the border, what's taking place on the border, because all the news that you hear about the border is reported out of Manhattan and Washington, D.C. I don't see NBC, CBS, or ABC. I don't see them moving their headquarters to McAllen, Texas. Do you? I don't see the Democrats demanding that we move the nation's capital to the southern border. Do you? For too many politicians, and quite frankly, so many on the left, what's going on in the border is like what's going on in a foreign country. They don't care because it doesn't affect them. But it does affect this country in a major way. This is the most reckless, reckless president. And I'll say it in modern American history. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker. Somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building. We've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. The echo chamber, as Rush Limbaugh used to call it, is, is alive and well, ladies and gentlemen. And in this case, that's a good thing. This, from Ryan Savadra at the uh, Daily Wire. Democrat President Joe Biden's crisis on the U.S.-Mexico border sank to new lows last month as U.S. law enforcement officials apprehended more illegal aliens trying to enter the United States than in any other month on record at the Department of Homeland Security, which was founded nearly 20 years ago. In May 2021, CBP encountered 180,034 persons Attempting entry along the southwest border, U.S. Customs and Border Protection said in a statement, single adults continue to make up the majority of these encounters. What they're trying to say is single young males. And I understand, Mr. Producer, we have nothing to worry because MS-13 says, why would we sneak into America? Why would we sneak into America? The disastrous border numbers for last month represented a staggering 674% increase versus May of 2020 when Donald Trump was president and when 23,237 illegal aliens were apprehended. Last month's numbers were the worst numbers in more than two decades. The Trump administration turned around the situation on the border starting late during fiscal year 2019 and kept them low throughout fiscal 2020. Biden's border crisis has worsened every single month that he's been in office in terms of the number of illegal aliens apprehended at the southern border. Unbelievable. 101,120 illegal alien apprehensions in February. 173,348 illegal alien apprehensions in March. 178,622 illegal alien apprehensions in April. 180,034 illegal alien apprehensions in May. 
So how many got through? How many got through? Must be tens of thousands. Must be tens of thousands. Who's condemning this? The president of Mexico? The president of Guatemala? They're all condemning it. They want Trump back. Now this is purposeful. Kamala Harris dare not visit the border. We know why she's not visiting the border. Because that would force, you know, some of the so-called Democrat Party media to drag their asses down there and see what's going on. They might actually say, we need some video, we want to take some pictures, and then they'll see the iron fist of the police state under Biden, who will say no. Then they'll have to report on the real horrific crisis that's taking place on the border. Maybe Jim Acosta will go back to the border. And maybe he'll step over the border and he won't come back. Just a, just a hope. That this is no joke. This is an effort to turn Texas blue. There's no question about it. This is an effort to turn Arizona blue. This is an effort to have an enormous impact on our electoral system through demographics. Barack Obama all but admitted it. He all but admitted it the other day in his bizarre rambling interview with the bizarre rambling Anderson Cooper. They know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to take over the country. That's what they're trying to do on the left. And so they're using these poor people south of the border to try and do exactly that. And yet they're really people who live south of the border and have congressmen south of the border. And one of those who has the courage to speak up is Henry Cuellar, Democrat, Mexican-American. On the morning schmo show today, why he goes there, I don't know. Two problems. Number one, nobody's watching. And number two, the morning schmo. He's a clown. All right, cut three, go. Bottom line is this. Uh, If you had a chance of coming in and paid some money, you would take that chance. Uh, if you had a chance of being returned, you would think about it. And that's the bottom line. Why not have immigration judges here at the border? Why not give everybody the day in court? Look, everybody talks about people coming in. But if you have 100 people, most immigration judges will, uh, are going to deny 88% of them and only 12%. That's why they don't want immigration judges on the border, Congressman. They don't want 88% of them rejected. They want 98% of them, if not 100% of them, to come into the country. And if undetected, the better. No adjudication whatsoever. Go ahead. Let in 100% of the people in when only 12% should be getting a bienvenidos into the United States or whatever language. Because as you know, there's over 150 countries that, uh, that are represented by people coming in. And there's an increase of people from... Cuba, Venezuela, Haiti, Africa, and other places, because you're realizing that at the southern part of the United States, whether it's land or sea, as as your story uh, gave a few minutes ago, uh, all they have to do is bring a child, and they're going to be released into the United States. What a deal for them. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is my sad duty in public service to report to you that apparently Henry Cuellar is a white supremacist. Apparently he's a white supremacist. What else can explain this? Apparently 85% Hispanic Americans living in McAllen, Texas, where they just elected a Republican mayor, obviously they are white supremacists as well. Brian Hastings, chief 
of the Border Patrol. He's a Border Patrol agent of the Rio Grande Valley. He's on NBC News. Let's listen to this one. Cut four, go. Agent Moreno operates in the Rio Grande Valley, where Border Patrol has seen more activity this fiscal year than in the last 10 years. And that's only the recorded numbers. Border Patrol estimates that so far Obviously, this, year- this uh, birthing person uh, is another white supremacist. I just thought I would identify as we go along. Go right ahead. 20,000 migrants have crossed the border here undetected. The Border Patrol chief in this region says that's extremely concerning. This sector hasn't seen those type of numbers before. That pulls about 40% of my manpower away from the border security mission just to address this humanitarian mission we've seen in... See, this is Cloward and Piven, big scale. Not that they know they're doing this, but this is Cloward and Piven, big scale, on our side of the border, as I explain in the book. They're overwhelming the system. They're destroying the system. Then they are grabbing control of the system. And then they are blaming others, white supremacists, if they dare to object and they dare to notice. Again, this is discussed in American Marxism. That is exactly what's happening here. Cloward and Piven, American Marxists, that's who they were. One of them has since gotten a... uh, Should I say a a firing slip from uh, God himself? But the other, still around. And these are the kinds of ideologues that populate the Biden administration. Go ahead. Just this fiscal year, we've had 1,000 pounds of methamphetamine uh, seized, 1,000 pounds of cocaine. So those hard narcotic numbers are very high. Is this more than that? Massive amounts of fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine. And Biden doesn't give a crap. Hunter's probably down there looking for some. I'm just saying that. But Biden doesn't give a crap. Harris doesn't give a crap. Pelosi doesn't give a crap. Schumer does. Ooh, but they care about the people. Oh, they really do. For the little guy. And this stuff is coming into communities right on the border, which are heavily American-Hispanic. They're being brought into the central parts of America even in the New England and states like New Hampshire, that has a huge problem. But we care about the children. That's why we're indoctrinating them. That's why we're stopping all the drugs on the, on the border. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a, an enemy within. This is exactly what this is. These are intentional policies. How else do you explain this? Day in and day out. Biden knows what's going on on the border. And if he doesn't, he has every ability to know what's going on on the border. He gets at least twice a day a thick packet of news clips. They know what's going on on the border. That's why they won't go to the border. He'd rather go to communist China. He'd rather go to fascistic Russia. He'd rather give the Iranians billions and billions of dollars to build nuclear warheads. But he dare not visit part of his own country. The southern border. Only a white supremacist could treat people like this on the southern border. And Joe Biden has that on his resume, you know. Oh, he truly does. Go ahead. Or a humanitarian problem. For us to provide national security, we need to know who and what is coming across our borders. When I have to pull 40% of my manpower from that national security mission, I have gaps. 
Okay, hear that world? So why is Biden doing this? Because he wants people coming across the border. Obama gave it away. He's given it away before. We want to alter because they're racists, fundamentally. They're racists. They want to fundamentally alter the demography, excuse me, the demographics of the nation, the citizenship and population of the nation. That's not what immigration is supposed to be about, by the way. It's not the plaything of the radical left and the Democrat Party. But in doing this, all right, look, we get a, we get a couple thousand sex predators. All right, all right, we get 10, 15,000 MS-13. What do you want? We get thousands of pounds of cocaine and, and fentanyl and, uh, and methamphetamine. You know, this, this has to go with the territory. It's just the way it is. We're in the business here of taking this damn country over because we're righteous. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to pure talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to pure talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, with the absolute best consumer service team, based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Christopher Ray, I don't know how this guy became FBI director, quite frankly. I don't know who advised President Trump, but this guy, he's a slouch. He's a mumblemouth. He is non-responsive. And there he is. And yet he said something today, which is obviously quite obvious, but it came out of his mouth and has gotten almost no attention. Hence, I shall play it. The FBI Director, Christopher Ray, cut five, go. Is it true that uh, many of the foreign nationals who are being trafficked across our border often arrive here deeply indebted to the Mexican crime cartels? Certainly, we have seen uh, quite a number of such instances, absolutely. Are those debts collected through indentured servitude to the cartels? In some cases, definitely. Um, you know, we... We are pursuing, we have a number of human trafficking task forces, uh, as well as working on certain task forces with DHS to try to address that issue. Uh, But there's no question that the cartel activity on the other side of the border uh, is spilling over in all sorts of ways, and you just put your finger directly on one that is extremely concerning to us all. No, it's not concerning to us all. It's not concerning to Joe Robinette Biden Jr. It's not concerning to Kamala Kamala Harris. It's not concerning to Nancy Stretch, Eva Pelosi. It's not concerning to Chuck Schmuck, the Schumer. It's not concerning to the American media. 
It's not concerning to the Stooges. What do they call themselves again? Whatever. The squad. It's not concerning to the Democrat Party. It's not concerning to the morning schmo and Mrs. Schmo and all the rest of the schmoes in the media. Not in the least. Drugs coming over, MS-13 coming over, indentured servitude, people being raped. That's what you get with anarchy on the southern border. But as long as you can figure out how to register as Democrats, maybe that's all that matters. If we can get their votes and get the votes of dead people and people voting two or three times, and how dare you say that we cheat? How dare you say we do such things? Because you do. Hell, you must be a white supremacist. Jim Crow. Counting jelly beans. No, jackass, I believe in the electoral system, the rule of law, securing the border, you know, stuff like that. That never used to be controversial, but now with you American Marxists, apparently it is. Apparently it is. But we must move on. We must, we must address the world. And so here we are again with the FBI director, and we have Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries. A man of our time, ladies and gentlemen. And we got to keep pushing this white supremacy, white supremacy agenda and narrative. It's an amazing thing. We only have heard about this since the rise of Black Lives Matter and the riots. There wasn't this systemic white supremacy two years ago, was there? No. I don't remember it. Do you? No. Do you remember Hillary Clinton running on it? No. And now it's all around us. We can't get away from us. My God, it's everywhere. White. Supremacy. Hakeem Jeffries. At a hearing today, cut seven, go. I'm wondering, why is the FBI generally reluctant to use the term violent white supremacy? I don't, I mean, I think we use the term racially motivated violent extremism partly because we're trying to make clear to our people and everyone who's involved that our focus, that doesn't mean everybody else's focus. I don't know. Why don't, why don't we talk about crime from all races then? If you want to do that, Hakeem. Why don't we talk about all the slaughter that's going on in the inner cities? I don't think that's white supremacy. Is it? Am I missing something? No, I don't think I am. I think Hakeem is. Go ahead. And so part of the reason we changed some of our nomenclature was to make especially sure that what's important to us, and it gets back to this idea that we have one standard. It doesn't matter what your motivation is or how abhorrent or despicable your motivation is. What we have to be focused on is the violence. Good. I understand that uh, the violence is largely being driven by uh, white supremacy. As no, an it, no, it's not. Black-on-black crime is the result of most most murder in this country, not white supremacy. This is why I opened the show and I said, you know, with jerks like this, this is why our inner cities never get better. They're represented by jerks like this. Hakeem Jeffries is in there pushing the narrative that white supremacy as an ideology, whatever that means, I guess all whites or all all non-whites who have been colonized in their brains by whites and the white society. That's the reason we have all this violence. No, that's not the reason why we have all this violence. When you throw around ambiguous terms like that, Hakeem Jeffries is, is spewing racism. That's where we are in America today. 
Racism, racism everywhere, racism. By the people who claim racism. I'll be right back. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you comrade, Mr. Red Bernie Sanders. He's an old commie from the Bronx. He's gone from standing on a milk carton, yelling at the top of his lungs, to standing in the halls of Congress on the Senate floor, yelling at the top of his lungs. This buffoon, this clown, taken seriously as an iconic figure, if you can believe it, of the Democrat Party and the American Marxists. That tells you all you need to know. What kind of an idiot has his honeymoon in Moscow? What kind of an idiot has a honeymoon in Moscow? This kind of an idiot. Now he's a multimillionaire with many homes, but then again, that's what the Marxists do. But you see, the problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Republican Party has become a right-wing extremist party. Have you ever heard rhetoric like this in your life? The white supremacy, the white dominant culture, right-wing extremist party. The further left, the more aggressive they embrace Marxism, the more they sound like Marxists. What is right-wing about the Republican Party? I'd really like to know. Nothing. Cut nine, go. Yesterday we had a vote. Very radical vote, Jake, is whether or not there should be equal pay for equal work in America. It's not a matter of equal pay for equal work. This clown should know this. I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say two people have the same job. One's a woman, one's a man. Excuse me. One is a birthing person and one is not. Now let's say the birthing person is identical job but is junior to the non-birthing person. In other words, the non-perthing person is more senior. Now, under our civil service system, under the union system, under many corporate systems and business systems, that makes a difference. Experience makes a difference. Seniority makes a difference. So they're not going to be paid the same wage. And they shouldn't be. And they shouldn't be. If you have a loyal employee who's been with your company 20 years and somebody who showed up and has been with your company for two months, let's take McDonald's. You have somebody who's been flipping hamburgers for 10 years and you have somebody that just shows up and starts flipping hamburgers. Should they earn exactly the same wage? Of course not. That's why the, the Marxist notions need to be confronted. They need to be identified and confronted because Marx was wrong on about everything. And let's say the person who's had 10 years of loyalty to McDonald's flipping hamburgers is a non-birthing person. And let's say the person who just showed up two months ago is a birthing person. Does that mean they're discriminating against a birthing person based on her... What is it based on? I don't even know anymore. It can't be genitalia. Based on their perceived or use of their genitalia? No, of course not. Go ahead. The same pay as men. Very, very radical. No Why should a birthing person get the same pay as a man if the birthing person has less time on the job, less experience on the job? 
any more than a birthing person who's been more senior and has more experience shouldn't get more pay than the non-birthing person. You get my point, Mr. Producer? So this makes no sense. And what's amazing about this is Bernie Sanders supports unions that reward seniority. That reward seniority. It's not a matter of doing the same job. That's only one element. There's other elements. Just ask any union boss or any union negotiator. And I don't say that in a negative way. Ask any cop, any firefighter, any EMT person. Ask the teachers union. I'd rather not. But you get the point. And in many of these contracts, particularly with public employee unions, there's a level increase in pay depending on how many years you have on the job because they're trying to entice people to stay in those positions. Many of them are tough decisions, uh, positions for a longer period of time. So if you're a firefighter, you're a non-birthing firefighter, and then there's a birthing firefighter, and the non-birthing firefighter happens to have a male genitalia, may I say that, or will I be uh, pulled off the air? And it's 20 years in, and the birthing person firefighter has two years in, well, the one with 20 years in is going to get paid more, even though they may do exactly the same thing. There's also different levels of education. Again, this is what the unions force in many cases. I remember when I was a school board member, the teachers union, you had a step increase for seniority every year in. You had a step increase for the amount of education you got on the, on the, uh, paid for by the taxpayer. So you have these step increases apart from cost of living so-called increases. So the increase, you could, you could be getting 9, 10, 12% increase every year, depending on what you're doing. So, should we eliminate that? It's fine by me if that's what they want to do. But obviously, the same person doing, excuse me, doing the same job is not going to get the same pay. You know, the thing about Marty when he does this, our dog, he sounds like somebody's taking a nail and hammering it through his paw, doesn't he? And yet he's six feet away calling me. And I'm trying to signal that, Marty, not now. Not now, Marty, not Marty. And I love Marty very much, but he sounds a lot like Nancy Pelosi, I must say. All right. Anyway, folks, go ahead. Cut nine. Looking to vote for it. So we are where we are. The Republican Party has moved over the years to away from being what we call a center-right party to rather a right-wing extremist. I don't think we need uh, definitional explanations from Mr. Kami here. Do you, folks? Go ahead. There are some exceptions, there are some moderate Republicans, but they are few and far between. And I think given that reality, what we have got to do, the, the American people voted What have we got to do, Bernie? B.S. Bernie Sanders. What have we got to do, Bernie? Go ahead. Democratic House, Democratic Senate, our job now is to do... That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Massive inflation, massive deficits. Your kids and grandkids, they'll be smothered by all this. They'll never have a chance. Open borders, illegal aliens taking your jobs. God knows what's going on in this country. That's right, more Democrats. And then we can have child care and Medicare and all this care and all the rest of the care. And maybe we won't blow $400 billion. Aren't you sick and tired of listening to this Bengali? This fraud, this buffoon, who can't take his face out of the Communist Manifesto? 
And notice the media love this guy. He's not an extremist. He's not an unhinged crackpot. No, no, no. What does Bernie have to say? Bernie doesn't think we're spending enough. Of course, he's a moron. Now, doesn't mean he's not good at conniving, but he's a moron. If you're a Marxist, you're a moron. Go ahead. American people want everything that I've told you, from childcare to expanding Medicare to lowering the age to of secure med- borders to a sound dollar to a balanced budget. Respect for the American flag, respect for the national anthem. The strongest military on the face of the earth, a strong police force. How come you don't mention that's what the American people want? You old crackpot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. All right, I'm going to coin a new phrase here. What do you think? We have developed countries like the United States and undeveloped countries, like the Marxist hellholes all over the world. But the United States, under the American Marxists, led by the nitwit himself, is an undeveloping country. And I think that kind of sums it up. We're an undeveloping country. Here we are, a developed country, and now we're undeveloping. We were energy independent, something we sought to be for 50 years. And now we're not going to be. We were securing our borders so we could actually have a manageable immigration system rather than chaos in our economy, chaos in our neighborhoods. An undeveloping country. We're destroying our currency. We're destroying our finances and our economic system. An undeveloping country because... In the end, American Marxists are about undeveloping America. And so I would encourage people to consider using that phrase. Yes, we are an undeveloping country. We're destroying the goose that lays the golden eggs, called capitalism. It's really quite shocking. And yet here we are. You may have heard this, but we haven't played it here. Islanders crowd at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum before Game 6 playoffs yesterday. And this is what we Americans do. Even this to push back. They all sing the national anthem along with the singer Nicole Raviv. Cut 10, go. 
And now, please join Nicole Revive as we sing together our national anthem. Oh, can you see? There are millions of us, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope if you attend sporting events, whether it's basketball or baseball, hockey, any of these other events, and you have a marvelous singer like Nicole Raviv, that when they start singing the national anthem, that you'll sing along with them. Again, send a message to the entire world that we are red-blooded Yanks. We come from all corners of the world. That while there are people in this country who seek to destroy it and seek to promote racism and divide us, we're still red-blooded Yanks and we're not going to put up with it. The national anthem represents our patriotic support for our country. Saluting the flag, same thing. We have men and women all over the world in uniform who are putting their lives on the line. I'm not talking about Antifa and Black Lives Matter or the leadership of the Democrat Party or academia or any other clowns on TV. No. Men and women who actually fight for your liberty, for your freedom. They sing this national anthem and they salute the flag. And so will we. But this is a perfect example. Perfect example. Spontaneous example. Of these folks joining together and singing. Let's learn from this. Every single sporting event with a national anthem is sung. Let us all join in and drown out anybody else. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. 
is here. Now, broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. We'll be taking calls this hour, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, a little housekeeping. I will not be here tomorrow. Richie V, Mr. Call Screener, will be here. He's actually a great host. Uh, everything's all right. Just have to do something. Um, that's number one. Number two, I've already prepared the Sunday Fox show, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a very important show, which is where are and what's happening to the people on January 6th who are at the Capitol building? What's being done to them? Very, very, very important show in my view if you believe in the Constitution, due process, and equal justice. I don't think you'll want to miss it. If you can't watch it live, I hope you'll DVR. It's a very important program. I try to make every Sunday program I do very important, very unique, and uh, we always hope compelling. That's number two. Number three, I won't be here tomorrow, obviously. Then the weekend comes, so I hope you'll get your pre-ordered copies of American Marxism. They are now printing additional copies of it, uh, given the pre-order and the, uh, and the orders from the retail stores. So if you want your first edition, you want it almost 40% off, which is what it is on Amazon, in my humble opinion, now's the time to jump in and become part of a uh, patriotic mass. It's very, very important, I think. And the podcast. I haven't mentioned that lately, and I want to mention that. The podcasters endlessly mention their podcasts. Unfortunately, I don't, but I should. Here's how you can download the podcast and then listen to this radio program any single time you wish. Go to marklevinshow.com. That's the mothership. That's our radio website, marklevinshow.com. It's been there almost 20 years. Then what do you do? Click on the Audio Rewind button. It's at the middle top of the homepage. It's right there. You can't miss it. What does that do? That takes you to the podcast page, and then you just pick whatever podcast platform you want. And there's several there to choose from. So you can take me anywhere and listen to the program anywhere. That's pretty much what my wife does. She runs, and she likes to listen to the show when she's running. But that way, if, if the program is preempted, which it's not supposed to be, or if it's tape-delayed, you can listen to it whenever you want to. Or maybe you're delayed, or maybe you can't listen to it. You have things going on. That's perfectly understandable. But the program is there. Also on the website, marklevinshow.com, we have what we call the Daily Recap. We have four years' worth of this program. And so obviously tonight's program will be up in about an hour after the program is over. It's a very, very efficient process. I wanted to get into one more thing here. Sonny Houston is on The View. She's a lawyer. She's also an idiot. She's predictable. The View is a horrific program. It's filled with yentas. May I say yentas? I can't say women. I can't say ladies, so I won't. Well, birthing people. It's all birthing people, so of course it's, it's discriminatory. There's no equity there. No non-birthing people, which is repulsive. What happened to equity and equality? Well, it doesn't exist, of course. 
Although I might say to the producers over there at The View, since we have 58 flavors of uh, genitalia or gender, you might want to shake it up a little bit over there. Maybe they have. I don't know. Who knows? Who am I to judge? Anyway, here we go with the white supremacy. They got the American flag there with the Trump flag. Now, just understand, this is all ideologically driven. They know it's a lie and they don't care. They just don't like the Trump flags with the American flags. That's all. So you must be a white supremacist. And I've told you many years, they're not just trashing Trump, they're trashing us. All of us. Something wrong with us. Unfreedom of the press, my prior book, I lay it all out, how the media treat you. So Sonny Hostin is just another parrot who regurgitates what she's heard elsewhere. Uh, And this is why the show is really for the uh, low of the IQ, may I say. Cut 11, go. I also remember very well when recently when I was with my children in North Carolina in the Outer Banks with people in pickup trucks with Confederate flags flying alongside the U.S. flag. Well, that, that, that could be upsetting for you. And it's upsetting for me when Black Lives Matter flag is flying at U.S. embassies at the direction of the State Department when that flag represents anti-Semitism, anti-Americanism, and Marxism. Can you agree to that, Sonny? Of course you can. Go ahead. That scared me. And the same message was there. You don't belong here. We belong here. No, 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 nobody sent you that message. That's your own thing going on. I don't go to the Outer Banks, but I know many people who do. My daughter's there with her husband and kids right now. Uh, I will ask her if there's a whole bunch of Confederate flags with the, uh, the American flag. I sincerely doubt it. Uh, anybody can go to the Outer Banks if they want to go to the Outer Banks. So this is all bullcrap. Go ahead. Of that. And so, yes, when I drive into a neighborhood and it's not July 4th and I'm not in a predominantly military household neighborhood and there are flags. How do you know if it's a predominantly military house neighborhood or not? This is getting weirder and weirder, this projection of BS. Go ahead. Everywhere, alongside Trump flags. I wonder where she lives. I wonder what neighborhood she lives. I'm not, not, not to f- focus on where does she... I wonder where she lives. What kind of neighborhood? Do they have American flags? Are they Republican? Are they white supremacists? That is, white people? And you see how she spins and twists. Oh, we got the Confederate flag with the American flag. And then we got, then we got the Trump flag with the American flag. White supremacy. We're surrounded by white supremacy. And she's making a fortune sitting on that stupid-ass show projecting. Go ahead. In a, with with uh, stars in a circle. I feel Stars threat- in a circle. Do you know what kind of flag that is? But she has no problem, as I said, with a BLM flag. None. That doesn't concern her in the least. Because she's down for the revolution, you know. Go ahead. It is very clear. It's a message of white supremacy. No, it's not, you moron. No, it's not, you moron. You smear people left and right. You don't even know who they are. You paint in a broad brush. That's called racism. That's called bigotry. If you just sit there on the view... 
and condemn an entire neighborhood or an entire area of the country because you despise Donald Trump, who, by the way, did more for African-American communities than Barack Obama ever did, to try and project and imply and stitch things together about him, about the Confederate flag, about the American flag, about white people. This is the epitome. This is quintessential racism that she's spewing. And as I said, not a word about Black Lives Matter flags. Nothing. Which is a racist organization. Which is a Marxist organization. Go ahead. Message of racism, and it's a message of your, their No, it's country. not, you jerk. And I'll tell you why I'm calling you a jerk. Because you're calling tens of millions of people racist who are not racist. And I am sick and tired of it. What a stupid show. She's a 10-bedroom mansion in New York? In Purchase, New York? Where'd you see that? Oh, it's all over the internet? Okay, so she lives in a mansion in New York. I assume it's mostly a white neighborhood, Mr. Producer? Like LeBron James, who goes on and on? I mean, what is this? It's just appalling. All right, I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Well, let's go to Maurice, Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, okay, Little Rock, Arkansas. How are you, Maurice? Let's get our call letters up there, everybody. Go ahead. Yes, sir. How are you doing? How are you okay. doing? Okay, good. Glad to be here, Mark. Uh, you are actually of Jewish uh, lineage, right? I'm a Jew, correct. Okay. Uh, I happen to fall into the category of being a descendant of Africans. I'm an African... American. I'm a citizen of the United States, okay? Um, over in Germany, uh, I've been to Germany, by the way. And yeah, so have I. I've been in the, yeah, I've, I was in booth spots to be specific. Mm-hmm. And I've been in those types of places and seen the horrible uh, events that occurred with your uh, culture and your uh, lineage. And you all never had an opportunity as Jewish people to be taught by Germans after you all went through the Holocaust. Okay? That wouldn't have happened. You all 
split. I don't understand. There's Jews in Germany now. I understand, but what I'm saying is that overall, right after... There's Jews all over Europe right now. There's Jews in Germany right now. Um, But anyway, go ahead. I'm going to make a point. Yep. Well, in America, coming from slavery, we had separate or segregated schools at one point in time. That's right. Okay, but it was an inferior educational process. Okay. And by the way, we still do. Okay, we do. We do, and, I, and I'm. A, That's why I'm I support school choice. We we. Okay, we integrated, right? Okay, now once we integrated with the school system as we know it today, it became a white flight issue. Okay, and the educational system remained the same. What do you mean it became a white flight issue? Meaning white people start leaving the public school system and started going to... You know, our suburbs are more diverse than ever before. As a matter of fact, the in most metropolitan areas, and I looked this up and I've talked about it before, in most metropolitan areas, particularly the inner suburbs, they're about 60-40. That is, about 60% white, 40% various minorities and so forth. We have the most diverse considering we have people from all walks of life in this country, the most diverse society on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. You now, with me? If that's okay, now why are we having the same institutional racism being taught? Why is it still white supremacy? Who, who's teaching institutional racism? And what does that mean even? The system, the system is based on institutional racism. It's called. White you know what supremacy. Shelby Steele? Do you know who Shelby Steele is? Mm-hmm. He's written okay. several books. He's a black man. And you know what he says to guys like you? You're free. Okay, now watch it. Now I'm. I'm, I'm no, no, I'm just not- listen to me. What he says? He says, "I said a young black man." Or you just told me you're a young black man, right? What? Shelby no, Steele. No, I'm an older black man. All right, you're an older black man. Let's stop playing games. Shelby Steele says, I say, you're free. Do what you want to do. Be whatever you want to be. Free. Freedom is You're free, free, sir. You're free. Hey, listen. Listen, you can say that, but is it something that if I'm in a car and I'm driving down the street and I get stopped by a police officer, I'm not a U.S. citizen. I'm treated like... That's such bull crap. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. We look at the statistics. You know what's going on in the inner cities today? Law-abiding people are asking for more police because of the crime, because of the murder rate that's going on. That's not white supremacy, is it? I need police right here. I need police right here. I'm not well, you need police right police. here. I'm not following you. I need police right in Little Rock, Arkansas Okay. to keep law and order. Right. But I'm talking about that one guy that stops a person for a traffic stop and ends up killing him instead of taking him to jail. I already told you the statistics show that that's almost, it's so rare, and it is so rare. And guess what? White people get killed by cops, too, when they're stopped in their cars, too. The statistics show More that, white too. Get Here's my problem with, with uh, this kind of argumentation. This country is the freest country in the face of the earth for black people, white people, brown people, red people, yellow people. You know how I know that, Maurice? Because they're pouring over our border by the millions. 
If our country is as you say, let me finish. If our country is as you say, they wouldn't be doing that now, would they? They'd be leaving the country by the millions. Go ahead. They get no type of support, Mark. What's that? that They get support for food, clothing, and shelter when they get here. They're not coming from places where they have all of those amenities. I understand why they're jumping across the board. How about that? People come into this country, they're even illegal aliens, they can be brown, black, white, whatever they are, and yet they have a better life and they have a better ability to feed themselves than they do in the, the country they're coming from, which are often majority minority. But what does that have to what does that have to do I don't with know, you brought white it up supremacy in America. It has I to do with white supremacy in America. There isn't white supremacy in America. He brought it up, he brought it up the other day about I the said country. there isn't white supremacy in America. I said, did you bring that up about Stephen A. Smith when he brought it up about the coach should have been he should have been fired? But he got. I don't really remember what we're talking about now with Stephen A. Smith. What I'm talking about right now. I'm talking to you. I'm right here, right in front of you. Right. What I'm saying is white supremacy is live and well. No, it's not. It's live and well in the minds of people who want it to be live and well. Oh, so you're saying that it's no white supremacy. No, no there are white supremacists, but that's not your point. If you say, Mark, there's a clan of neo-Nazis, of course there are. And of course they're loathsome. I got that. But that, hold on now, but that's not where you started. You started about what's education in our schools and so Segregation is a plight on this country. Racism, uh, slavery, a plight on this country. And 700,000 casualties later after the Civil War... And then they, they kept pushing the Democrats and the rest of them for segregation. And then they pushed for Jim Crow, and we had to fight that tooth and nail step after step after step. But that's what? it. You're free. You're We're all free. Okay, free to do what? To do free whatever to you want. What? what do you do, sir? So, so what do you do for a living? To be citizens. Let me finish. What do you do for a living? I'm a contractor. Okay. What does that have to do with racism? Uh, sir, I said you're free to do whatever you want, and you said you're a contractor. Nobody's bothering you. Nobody cares what you're doing. Nobody. We're talking about a system, a racist system. No, we're not talking about a racist system. It was a racist We have a judicial system. Stop talking about 100 years ago. Why won't you talk about right now, today? Obama was right now. You talked about Obama? Well, Obama wasn't 150 years ago, was he? I said that I said Obama didn't do anything for racism when he was in office. Racism peaked. Well, what did you want Obama to do? What did you want Obama to do? I wanted Obama to do exactly what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to do the bidding of the national status quo which is a privilege... Sir, I, I, I don't mean to be rude. You're talking in circles. You know this nation isn't a white supremacist nation. This is now the line that people are going to push. They're stopped by a cop. They don't like the fact that a cop stopped them. And so now that's the whole basis for white supremacy in the nation? No, it's not. This is a great nation, sir. Look around. Take it all in. We should all appreciate what we have. And you were right. Jews from Germany. Many came here. Why? AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, 
and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Here's the problem. If you buy into this narrative, you're never going to progress because you have a built-in excuse for not progressing. You also have a built-in excuse for failure and uh, a lack of self-accountability and self-respect. So this Marxist ideology, that's the base of it, is destructive across the board. It's destructive of the so-called oppressors, and it's destructive of the so-called oppressed. That's the problem. There are many problems, but that's a big problem. So if you say I was stopped by a police officer because of my race, I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe he was speeding, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was stopped because of his race. Okay, if you have that chip on your shoulder the rest of your life, you're not going to make anything of yourself. You're just not. It also helps to look all over the world. The violence, the torture, the rape, the mayhem. One country after another. All we have to do is look south of the border. Why are all these people coming here? They claim refugee status. The Democrats say they should get refugee status because of the impoverishment and all the, and all the crime that's taking place in these corrupt governments. Ain't it these are majority-minority cultures and countries because people want freedom and when you have freedom I guess you have the luxury of then engaging in critical race theory and this guy stopped me and that one looked at me cross-eyed and you know that waiter he didn't serve me because hey cool it look around you you're not the only minority in the country 40% of the country is minority It's okay. And you see, rather than learning to appreciate each other, to embrace each other, now we're doing the Marxist thing. Groups. Wow, there's white supremacy. How do you think white people who aren't white supremacists feel about being called white supremacists? They despise it. And I and others know what you're doing. You're trying to link us with the Klan and neo-Nazis and trying to make us feel guilty. Guilty for what? I don't care what other people do. Have a great life. Embrace liberty. Work your way up the ladder. It's one of the few countries where you still can, for now. 
I want to get along with everybody. But not if you're going to call me white supremacist and something like that. Then you're my enemy. Because obviously you don't want to get along with me, and you're trashing a whole group of people. And by the way, a whole group of people that don't have everything in common. It's like saying I'm an African-American. Okay, you're an African-American. We have blacks that come out of, uh, out of the Caribbean areas. We have blacks that come from other parts of the world. They're not African-American. So everybody's not the same. I'm so sick of this categorization. And people play into it in the media, in academia, activists. It's like saying Latinos. Well, what does that mean? I'm from Peru. The other guy's from Honduras. We have different cultures. We have allowed this to take hold in this country over the last half century. So desperate is our government and are the Marxists to create class groups and class warfare. We're individual human beings. Individual human beings. And the idea... That any nature or culture, excuse me, any nation or culture is going to be birthed in perfection is ludicrous. Whether it's a black majority country, white majority country, Christian majority, whatever it is, it's ludicrous. It's never happened and it's never going to happen. And so to keep going to that and act like that's not being corrected, to keep going to that, whatever country, Act like that hasn't been addressed. Where it has been addressed. Is dishonest. And that's the problem with critical race theory. It doesn't teach history. We ought to teach history. Slavery. Civil war. Segregation. Civil rights acts. Teach it all. But that's not what critical race theory is about. And Maurice really I wanted to explain it. It's a Marxist movement. That's what it is. Now, if you want to embrace a Marxist movement, that's fine. Tell me, how do minorities deal with, uh, how well do they do in Marxist movements? Well, they get slaughtered like everybody else. Like everybody else. And that's the problem with all of this. And look how we're talking to each other now and talking about each other now. It's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. I was stopped by a cop because I'm whatever. Okay, then all of society is systemically racist and it all sucks. Now how ridiculous is that? It is very ridiculous. You know, we send American troops to protect people all over the world. An integrated military force. All over the world. We send them all over the world to protect Muslim from Muslim in Afghanistan. To protect Muslim from Muslim in Iran. To protect black from black in Africa, in the Congo, in Nigeria. Why do I raise this? Because it gives the lie to this whole notion of white supremacy, systemic white supremacy. A poisonous phrase that is intentionally used to try and tear this nation down and overthrow it. And I would urge those of you who love this nation of any race, don't get sucked in by this. That's the problem with taking it into our classrooms. Don't get sucked into this. 
You can argue for a renewed civil rights movement. You can argue for different laws. You can make all those arguments, and some of them may well be justified. But that's not what critical race theory is. That's not what critical gender theory is. That's not what climate change is. And you're not going to enjoy what comes of it. God forbid. You're not. We're a white majority country. No reason to apologize for that. That's what we are. Some countries are black majority. Some are brown majority. Some are this majority. We're a white majority country. And yet, and yet, all we talk about is white supremacy and systemic white racism. Isn't it amazing, Mr. Producer? Doesn't it demonstrate how ridiculous these arguments really are? Only in America can you have organizations that seek to overthrow the government using race or climate or whatever it is in a white majority country and not be thrown in prison for an insurrection or subversion. This is why I say people use the liberty this country offers to destroy liberty. They use the Constitution to destroy the Constitution. And that's what they'll do. Let's go to Jim in Bear, Delaware, XM Satellite. Jim, how are you, sir? All right, Mark, how are you doing? Okay, thank you. I just wanted to... I, I drive a truck, and I'm in the industry that uh, the idiot's trying to close down. I haul molten sulfur out of a refinery in Delaware. Yeah. And, uh, and I know where I you mean, do that. Is that off 95, or am I wrong? That's uh, a little bit off of 95, but then... Uh, Delaware City, Delaware. Okay. Um, well, I wanted to tell you, my girlfriend has a thing that makes shirts. I had a shirt made with your book on the front and the back. Oh, Just man. like you have it behind you in your on your TV show on Fox. That's exactly what it looks like on this shirt, front and back. You're very uh, kind. So make sure it's okay to- it's okay to wear that thing, right? Of course it's okay to wear it. I'm sure Sonny oh, Houston will be very upset about it, but by all means, I really appreciate that. Uh, I've had people that said, I can't believe I love that shirt. I had a couple of people tell me they loved the shirt, and a couple of people didn't know what it was. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pushing it. I ordered the book. I'm also, I make those wooden flags also. You ever see them? They're like, oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. I made those, and I had two of them all made up with the 50 stars, and over in the stripes, a number 45 and a star, and Trump 2020. I had a couple of them all made up, and then, you know, you know what happened. Uh, didn't mm. get to use that flag. Well, you're offending a lot of people, apparently. You do understand this. Uh, For expressing your civil liberties and your free speech rights, you obviously have revealed yourself as a white supremacist, sir. <laughs> All right, Jim, I want to thank you. That's very, very kind of you. I appreciate it. And I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right, folks. I mean, why is it so controversial to believe as Martin Luther King did in a colorblind society where you judge people by the character of their, by, by the content of their character? Why is that so controversial? Why is it so controversial to treat human beings as human beings? Instead, we talk about racial classes all the time. It's not controversial. They try to make it controversial. And you need to resist it. I will not be here tomorrow. Uh, The plan is to be back on Monday. Uh, In the meantime, uh, we have a wonderful show for you on Sunday. Already prepared. 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. Life, Liberty, and Levin. A very important subject. What's happened to all these people? From January 6th, how are they being treated? Where are they being treated? And how are they being treated compared to the rioters and looters and arsonists in cities throughout America last summer? An insurrection, if you will. We take a very close look at that. With the, J- the great Julie Kelly, who's been writing about this like nobody else, and she deserves a Pulitzer Prize. And the great senator from Wisconsin, Ron Johnson. And as usual, we dig deeply because, look, it's Sunday evening, and I know you have better things to do. And so we try to be as thoughtful and as compelling as we possibly can and convey information to you may not otherwise have. Again, I won't be here, so if you can jump in and pre-order your copies of American Marxism, I think when you finally get it, when you finally start reading it page by page, just take your time and go through it, you're going to think it, uh, it was worth the value. Um, again, it's the longest book I've ever written. I think it's the most important book I've ever written. And the retail price is $28, but on Amazon right now, it's about $17.45, around 40% off. And the reason why the retail price of $28 wasn't $29.99, whatever, is because I wanted the discount to be off a lower price so more of you could afford it or afford more copies. That's the truth. And so uh, that's how we kept the price of that down. You can get the first edition. They're already printing more. If you want, people like to get the first edition. You can get the discount if you jump in now. And you can get it on the day of release. You don't have to order it on the day of release. You can get it on the day of release. And I'll be talking about the substance of the book in some uh, significant uh, fashion on various uh, media appearances uh, beyond just my own radio show. 
So we'll be on different uh, cable shows, different radio shows all throughout the country. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can um, tirelessly to promote the American agenda and to try and defeat the American Marxist agenda. And certainly can't do it by myself. And we have many patriots out there, many of you who are already engaged, and this is a good thing. And we want to learn from you too, by the way. We want to learn from you too. All right, here. Let's see. I'm pulling up the uh, call screen. Oh, look at that. We do have other people. Let's go to David, Wellsburg, Iowa, the great WXEL. Go. Mark, I just want to say thank you so much for all of your dedication. I love your passion. And I got goosebumps when I listened to you play the clip of all those people singing the national anthem. You are 100% correct. There are millions of us out there. I am a professional rodeo clown. I travel all over these great United States. And it is so cool to hear thousands of people in the stands when we do the national anthem sing along. We start every rodeo with the national anthem, with a prayer. We honor the police. We honor the military. We honor the first responders. And it's, you're right. There's an army of us out there. And we're getting, the rodeo world will continue to always spread love and freedom of this great nation to all that come and attend. So thank you for all that you do. Appreciate it. And thank you, sir. And I know that can't be an easy profession, but uh, I wish you all the best. And that's the first time I've ever had a call from a radio, uh, a rodeo clown, by the way. Oh, it, it, it's the great. I get a goof off and uh, track jokes. Yeah, as long as the bull doesn't, uh, you know, spear you or whatever they do. <laughs> This is true. I, I've had I've had two get inside my can and throw me completely up in the air. Oh my of god! Course. So it's it's an exciting ride. All right. Well, uh, I better I'd prefer watching it than running around in there. Thank you, my friend. Those are real tough men, aren't they? Ride those horses, ride those bulls, and all all the rest that they do. It's unbelievable. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and all you red-blooded Americans, whatever color. Thank you. God bless you. Check out American Marxism on Amazon or any other site. Check out my Fox show and have a wonderful, wonderful Friday and weekend. God bless you.